Hello and welcome to the Hoff Podcast. I'm Daniel Turner, the pastor of the Tyler House of Faith. We take these messages from our weekly services and then release them here on our podcast channel for you. We hope you dig it. Hey, it's good to see you guys. Yeah, hey, alrighty then. First time's the charm, right? Alrighty. So, we were out of town last week, right, with the girls. Friend of ours ranch, Central Texas. It was a good time. Spending time in nature, some cliffs, saw a snake while we were out there, you know what I mean? So, you know, some coyote prints and these types of things, cows, that's not as big of a deal. Deer, you know, some cool stuff, some really beautiful hawks. But I think it was the first day that we were there on the property where we were staying, I went for a jog by myself kind of uh, through the trails and it's got a whole bunch of trails on it. And I've, I'm a little bit used to the property now. I used to be scared to do that because of all the wild animals. Um, but now I'm a little more comfortable. So I'm out there running. And, you know, we were going to be there for five days. The girls were on spring break. We're enjoying ourselves. And so when I was out there, I, I kind of connect to the Lord when I, when I run and I pray during that time sometimes. And I asked the Lord while I was out there in the woods, um, specifically, I remember asking, would you send me a messenger while I'm on this trip? And, um, you know, uh, that's there. Psalm 100, verse 4, he makes his messengers winds, his angels winds, and his ministers of flames of fire. And I was asking him to send me something. Give me a word. Give me something fresh and new that I've never seen or heard, you know, that type of, type of deal. But as soon as I articulated that or communicated that to the Lord while I'm out on this jog, um, I felt the inspiration of the Lord of like, would you be a messenger? And I was like, well, oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, would you give me a message? It's like, hey, would you give somebody a message? And I'm like, for, for certain. It's always better to give than receive. And it's not just a, we program our minds in that way. It really is better to have the, the rivers of living water flow from our innermost being. It's, it feeds us more than a lot of times the message. So I'm asking for a message, messenger, you know, somebody to be sent to me, angelic or whatever, um, with the word of the Lord. And it's like, would you be a messenger? So I said, yeah. And that was the question, that was the answer, that was the inspiration of my heart. But then, from then on out, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll watch for this to happen, you know. And I went on and I ran the rest of the day, you know what I mean? And then we, we come back and I think that was the day we were heading into one of the towns that was near this ranch. It was maybe 30, 40 minutes away. And we were stopping at a grocery store, a really nice one. Like I was kind of saying, it's kind of like our Fresh or Whole Foods or one of those type of places. Got the good meats there. You got the specialty waffles I was trying to get for my girls or whatever and all this. So we kind of split up a few of us that were going in to go grab what we were going to grab and then meet back. But as I was coming back to the, to the checkout counter and they had this, the self-checkouts, which is like what I always do. I was going into the self-checkout and I looked up and my eyes just caught a woman that was kind of standing. You know how like on the self-checkout area, they always have somebody that's kind of monitoring. So you're not just, you know, putting only half of your bananas on that scale and put them in the bag. You know what I mean? They're kind of watching you, but they're being polite. So anyways, there's somebody always there. Anyways, I just kind of look up and I glanced her and instantly I, I felt a sense of hope for this woman. Don't know her. Nothing she could do for me, no string attached. I instantly saw her and had hope within my heart, within my spirit, within my emotions for this woman to step in faith. And when I, when I just glanced over and I saw her, it's as if, as if there was an internal conversation, a conversation 
that was happening to me that was informing me that she has hope for something that other people say is a lost cause. They've said it's a lost cause, it's a waste of time, but she's not giving up on it. And the, re and the fact that she's continued to have this hope is going to be richly rewarded. It's going to pay out. I don't understand if this is, maybe it's a business venture or a job she's trying to start or something like that. You know, I, I'm not sure what it is, um, but that's all I have. So I look at her, she's dealing with people. It's a very nice looking uh, lady, probably mid fifties. Um, really pretty smile. That's what I, I kind of noticed about her, healthy woman. Um, and so I looked at her and I was like, huh, there's something there and I'm scanning them. But you have those things that go into your mind. What if you're just thinking about this? What if this is your imagination? What if this is your, <laughs> you know what I mean? These, these silly things that it's just like, hey, you know, do you find yourself randomly excited about the potential of someone else's life? N not normally. <laughs> A complete stranger like, ooh, it's going to be good for them, you know? Now, this is the key to the prophetic lens, the prophetic ministry. It is the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. But it's like you have to ask sometimes, do you feel randomly inspired about the hopeful forecast of a complete stranger's future? You know? So then it's like, hey, do you think it's a coincidence that you've connected to the Lord? Actually, would you make me a messenger? And you've asked for something from God, and then you're getting the thing you asked for. But sometimes our mind kind of, well, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just this. Like, for what? What's it going to do for you? Are you going to get money out of it? Are you going to become famous over it? Are you going to, you know, like, no. So why not take a shot? You know? Yeah. That's one of the main points of this day is like the, this whole thing, it's not really about us, this spirit walk. It's just not. And when we're looking for it to be about us and to meet us, we stay stagnant. And the rivers of water don't flow from us. Amen. And stagnant water is not really all that healthy to drink from. There is a pond behind this building, you know. We could test that theory. Yeesh. No, it's not really flowing back there, though. Yeah, okay. You get what I'm saying. So I'm walking out, and she starts to walk out with somebody else. So I did the old, you know, somewhat cowardly thing. And I think, well, she's walking out helping somebody else. If this is a view... Would you let us run into each other on my way out? So I started walking off and I stepped a few more steps towards the door and instantly she turned from the person she was helping to greet me or to, to, to give me a like, hey, thanks for coming, have a nice day, you know, whatever she was doing. To which I said, in a kind manner, in the fruit of the spirit, not in a condescending way, but I said very kindly what I felt like I heard. And I just said, this is exactly what I said. I said, excuse me. She's like, yes. I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to say something to you. And so she just stopped and looked up at me, which most women do because I'm <laughs> lanky. And um, she stopped. She's like, okay. Confident person. Not like, okay, what? You know. And I said, hey, I feel like there's something in your life that so many other people have written off that you've not. And I feel like it's even been viewed as a lost cause. And as I was saying this, then I felt like it was a person. And I feel like this actually could be a person. 
But I feel like you haven't seen it as a lost cause. You've seen it with hope. And that hope is going to be rewarded. And when I said this to her, her first answer was, that's my boy. Bang. You know? That's, that was her response. You're telling somebody something. You're at, you know, it's like, they could think, this, what is this guy, a medium, a psychic, Chloe? Um, you, know, you know, like they don't know. You don't know how somebody's going to react. But instantly, as, as if they've, they've been used to coming and getting prophetic ministry at our church. You know what I'm saying? They've, boom, that's this. Because it was real. That's my boy. And she says, he was sentenced. He's in prison right now. But he was only sentenced to nine months. And most people are like, gosh, that's terrible. But she was happy. He only got nine months. She says, and in his first three months, he already finished his GED. And she smiled like that was a victory. And so she's seeing something. Oh, my gosh, she's in jail. Like, what a loser. This is terrible. But she's seeing something as a mother, as a son who was wild, who didn't graduate high school, who's been forced to take a time out. But it wasn't a severe sentence. So she's, she's seeing something that's negative and bad. as like, wait a second. God's involved. He only got nine months. He didn't get a full year in the first three months. He actually did something that I could never have got him to do in the real world. On, on the outside, he's got his GED in three months. <laughs> you know what I mean? So she's seeing some hope from a hopeful view. And she tells me this. She's like, he's only been in for, he's only got nine months and he's already got his GED in the first three months. To which I smiled. And I was like, wow. And that's when I brought in, it sounds like, it sounds like God allowed him to have a time out so that he could get him on track. Amen. And she's like, that's it. yes, that's what it is. Amen. And then I, I follow it up and I don't usually talk this way, you know. I said, but I wanted her, I wanted to make sure, I wasn't trying to be religious and overbearing, but I wanted to make sure she understood my source. And so when I said that, I was like, sounds like God gave him a timeout so that he could get him on track. She said, yes. And I said, that's Jesus. And she goes, yes, it is. And then I just walked out. You know what I mean? I just walked out to the car. And then I was stressed out. Because <laughs> I bought popsicles and we had a 30-minute drive home. I'm like, these things are going to be all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Back to my... <laughs> yeah, I do know. So too much information. But yeah, but some people would say, hey, you know, good thing, good thing she encountered such a high-level prophetic shooter, a hot shot, somebody so mystical and spiritual. You know what I mean? It's a good thing it was you and not one of those, quote, air quote, regular type of people, you know. But does that sound as gross as I want it to sound? That's gross, isn't it? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's yucky. Yeah. Because what did she encounter? Yeah. yeah. And, and a guy who's not, I'll say, not the sharpest knife in the drawer and was just willing to listen to a conversation about somebody else and relay it. Yeah. Didn't do anything, man. Yeah. I literally almost didn't do anything except be polite, not religious, and not get in the way. Yeah. Is there anybody that can't do that? Yeah. Not in this building. Probably not in the world if they just <laughs> realize, you know what I mean? It's like, this isn't about the vessel. It's about the giver. Right. It's about the one. Amen. Would, you give, would you send me a messenger? 
Would you send me a messenger while I'm on this trip? Would you send me something? I want to encounter you. You know, what if you were the messenger? I was like, okay, I can do that. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Wouldn't that be better? It's like, yeah, you know what, it would be. And it was, you know. So how often did this guy talk to his mom? Once a week or so, you know what I mean? Like he's getting his life on, he's got nothing but. So what, what does that conversation look like? Hey, I ran into a guy in the grocery store. He was this tall, tatted up dude, walked up to me and he said, hey, listen, boom, it's not a lost cause, it's very important. He was talking about you. You know what I mean? Like this guy's getting affected by a word of the Lord and he's not listening to our podcast or coming sitting in our messages. You know? Probably, you know, you know they, she, she doesn't know I'm from Tyler, Texas or a minister or I'm the heathen, you know, until I said the thing about Jesus at the end, you know. And it's just like, imagine, you know, I, I don't think there's, I can say this pretty confidently that I've seen in the Lord's heart concerning the scriptures, because I've seen it in Luke 10. I haven't seen the Lord rejoice and get exuberant and as happy as I've seen him in Luke 10 when people went out and actually gave away what he had put inside of them. It excites them. But it also shakes and rattles regions, which is what, air quotes, the church is actually supposed to be about. You can sign up for the club or you can go to the place that's the most comfortable, the most convenient, that has the bells and whistles, right? Or you can go to that which is training and equipping in the true ministry of the Spirit of God. Be yoked together with believers that think likewise. Choose not to compromise on anything less than the full new covenant reversal of all things. And be a part of the the embassy of God, which exists literally that the gates of hell would not be able to prevail in your region. Easy choice to me, but anyhow, that came off a little hot. But I haven't had any breakfast today. I had a banana, actually, not thinking about it. But I was thinking about this, man. It's like this type of thing. It's like, man, this isn't this is for any single one of us who's empty enough. That's not looking to be filled, but but's open enough to to be used to release and just has an ear to hear or an eye to see. And it has so much of a drastic impact. You know, that Ephesians four, like it the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, this, this reality of this Ephesians 4, 11, 12, like that, that the saints or the people of God, the Christians are the ones that cause the world to shake when they believe in the one who's on the inside of them. And they walk this life out and are available to them. You know? And I was thinking of you know, Luke 11, when some of the disciples come to Jesus and ask them, hey, would you teach us how to pray? You know, because they see him sneaking off all the time. They see him doing this stuff. And, and he gives them what we know as the Lord's Prayer, right? Which is this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, right? Which is the reference to Exodus 16, when the manna fell down on a, on a daily basis. Which man doesn't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It was a prophetic picture of like, give us this day our daily bread. Let us actually receive from your voice on every given day. Being a crucial piece of the, of the relationship to the Father and of the kingdom of heaven coming onto the earth as it is in heaven. And it's right there. 
And some people think, well, yeah, this is if you're in a third world country and you need bread every day. Well, it could, it could go for that, but it didn't go for that for them. And it doesn't go for that for us, really. There's something even more. It can work there, but it works in a different way. It's reference to Exodus 16, which was food, but it was symbolic of the spiritual walk. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive everyone who sinned against us and lead us away from the temptation of, the, of temptation and deliver us from the evil one. You know, Jesus gives them this, I will say, this format of prayer of what it is. But then he talks about being releasers more than we are trying to be receivers. And that's the beauty of it. Because as soon as he gives that prayer in Luke 11, verse 2 through 4, in verse 5, then he draws an analogy of what it looks like. He said, so he tells them how to prayer, pray, and then, he, and then he says, which one of you having a friend and going to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within his house and say, don't trouble me for the door is shut. And my children are with me. We're in bed. Like I can't get up right now. He says, I say to you, though, he will not rise and give it to him because he's his friend. Yet because of his persistence, He'll rise and he'll give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. Everyone who knocks, to him it will be open. And it's interesting. Here's Jesus. Teach us how to pray. What does this look like? Right? And he's like, well, this is what it looks like. Gives him the format. But then he says, hey, it's almost like there's somebody actually coming across your path and you want to go and knock on your neighbor's door and say, hey, you got an extra loaf. I want to send, set some bread before this messenger. It's such a weird to us who can be so selfish at times. And, and, and it's so contrary to like self-serving Christianity. But he's saying this is what prayer is and this is how it's enacted. You ask for bread from somewhere else persistently. Even your own neighbor, if you asked in the middle of the night, if you were persistent, he would still get up and give it to you. And then you receive something, not for yourself, but for the person that's in front of you, and you serve them with it. This is what prayer is like. You ask for bread from somewhere else. It's given to you so that you can set it before someone else. It's not a Santa Claus list, right? It's not like, I need this, I need that, I need this and that. It's like, yeah, we have needs. We let make our requests known to God. But out of the, the eternal I am's mouth himself, teach us how to pray. This is, this is the format. And by the way, knock, knock, knock. Ask for it. It will be given to you. And then you release it to those to whom it is given to you for. So it sounds like to me that Jesus is saying, you know, when you're asking for something, in prayer, revelation, you know, be available to accept what's given to you so that you can set it before someone else. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Hmm. Jesus tells the disciples in John 4, he's like, I got food that you guys don't know about. You know, my food is to do the will of the one who sent me. What are you talking about? It's like, well, I've been sitting here with this Samaritan woman at a well taking eternal spiritual truths 
that are contradicting her sense of rejection and self-worth of God and of people, and I'm actually breaking the strongholds over her brain, and I consider that food. I'm eating by giving someone spiritual nourishment. Oh, but the prophetic, it's this and it's that. Like, No, look, it sounds like a lot of what's considered prophetic is really just prayer. You know what I mean? People ask me sometimes, hey, is there anything I can be praying for you for? And, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's like, well, if you pray for me, like, ask the Lord what you would have. Pray for me and then pray that for me. Don't do none of that weird witchcraft stuff now, but you know what I'm saying. You know what? Just don't pray for me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Depends on the person. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like we can have a mindset that is rooted in biblical prayer and the strategy of heaven and that will actually cause us to grow and thrive spiritually but it will also bear fruit in the actual real world you know what i mean and sometimes the targets that we're so set upon hitting will get hit when we take our focus off of it and focus on the lord and release the bread to the targets that he wants released Wax on, wax off. It'll, it'll, it's, it's sand the floor, paint the fence. It'll, it'll hit the desired target by actually seeking the kingdom first and let all the things that we need be added to us by the Lord. Amen. Yeah. It's just like there's no self-seeking in this. It doesn't work this way. But it works better. He goes on to say, and I love this, this is concerning the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, hearing the Lord's voice, all the above. He's given them this analogy. If you ask a friend, you know, go to him, you get the bread, serve it to your people. Ask, seek, knock, it will be given, it will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives, seeks, and finds, it will be knocked, and it'll, it'll be given to him, it'll be open to him. But he says in verse 11, hey, and also, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? What kind of crazy redneck joke is that? I'm going to a fish fry and somebody dropped a dang water moccasin on my plate. That ain't a funny joke to me. You know, it's like, I don't, you know, that's some Cajun people jokes right there. Anyhow, if he asks him for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? Hey, let's grab up some eggs and throw some scorpions on the plate. Let me out. That's what God, the word of the Lord. Let me out. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, but the reality is, look, Jesus is making that analogy and saying, if you then being, being evil, is how it's translated, or being a, of a fallen, selfish mind, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to those whom ask for Him? Amen. You know, everyone in these days, a lot of the Pharisees, they were demonizing Him. They were attacking Him, you know. He casts out demons by Beelzebub. It's about to happen right here in the next, in the next few lines. <laughs> and, and he's literally telling them, hey, if you're asking God to walk by his spirit, for the Holy Spirit, for the giftings of the spirit, if you ask him for bread, is he just going to throw a rock on your plate? If you ask him for fish, is he going to give you a snake? He, he's saying something that's really dumb. Right? Or, or really, not dumb, um, it's really, it seems it's crazy. The answer is, of course, if you ask 
from your dad for eggs, he's not going to throw scorpions on your plate. But that's the level of insanity Jesus is coming against. Like the Father, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Right? You know what I'm saying? There's no shadow or turning. There's no variance, James says about Jesus. And it's just like, we can't expect and ask and think we're going to get something bad when we're asking for something good. Have you ever heard the, the saying, especially concerning, you know, spiritual gifts and stuff? Well, you know, don't be too open to the spiritual stuff because you let that door open. You're going to let in some dark stuff, too. Seen it all my life. You know what I mean? Has anyone not heard that saying before? You know what I mean? You know, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty common. Well, don't. But Jesus is like, dude, if you're asking from something for your father, not even, even your earthly father, would he do this to you? How much more will your heavenly father, when you're asking for that which is of the spirit, lead you in truth and give you that which he's promised to give you? You know what I mean? It says he was, in verse 14, he says that phrase about the Holy Spirit. He says, and he was casting out a demon and it was mute. So it was when the demon had gone out that the mute spoke and the multitudes marveled. So to me, this is a, um, you know how some preachers have like the props. They get up here and they have a broom. They have like, like Carrot Top used to use props. Anybody? Not old enough for that? Yeah, some of you are. Uh, but yeah, pre- preachers use props. Well, Jesus did, didn't use props. He used that real thing. You know what I mean? So he like cast out a demon from a man that could not communicate. He was mute. But he recognized that it was demonic. And it even says that he cast out the demon itself was mute. So something demonic had actually wrapped into this person and this person had taken on its identity, and Jesus looked right into the value of that son and said, no, that's not you, that's that thing. He separated light from darkness, just like he did in Genesis, right? Separates the light from the darkness, and so he makes the thing leave. You're not mute, that demon is that's oppressing your life. Boom, cast the thing out, and then all of a sudden the guy can talk. It was a spiritual problem. And it says in verse 15, but some of them said, he cast out demons by Beelzebub, (laughs) the ruler of demons. And it's just like, dude, he just got done saying. Like right then he got done saying. If you ask him for a fish, your father, will he give you a snake? Like, and and then he does something powerful. And then they're, they're so accustomed to powerlessness and not seeing anything happen. No, 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 we just get saved and, and, and go to the buffet and after church, and then, then we get to go to the big buffet when we die. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's this mentality. Honestly, it's foolish. It's okay to make fun of it, man. It's, it's that ridiculous, but it's so incredibly prevalent. Um, but the reality is we've, we've assumed this crazy uh, mentality. And so then there, when power or something real, so oh, you got to be careful with that stuff. It's like, yo. He was mute and couldn't talk. What's, what's Beals above Satan about that? Somebody just got fixed from something evil. And you even acknowledge that that was a demon, but I was a bigger demon that knocked it out. It's like demons don't drive demons out, man. Fire don't put out fire. You know what I'm saying? This is the light himself. But he was coming against that mindset. You know what I mean? He had just talked about that. You know, well... It's like, look, he's coming against that mindset that's dividing light from darkness, but saying, hey, listen, it's, if you ask the Father for that which is good, he gives you that which is good. And it comes to the things of the Spirit, to walking in the Spirit. Everything comes through the Scriptures and and is verified by the Bible itself. And 
we have Galatians 5, we have the understanding of the fruit of the Spirit versus the fruit of that which is not of the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? We have this, this, this understanding this, 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 that He's given us, but there He is manifesting power, and, and that's greater power, and it's like, hey, Christians are supposed to walk in authority and power over that which is dark. Yeah. You know? And it's funny because I'm, I remember I, I'm sitting there checking out. I'm scanning the, scanning the couple things that I bought. You know what I mean? Burgess Benders or what, you know, whatever I'm uh, scanning at that grocery store. And I'm looking at that lady. And it's as if somebody's over my shoulder communicating to me. She's, you know what I mean? Yeah, she. And giving me inspiration. There's hope for her. She's on to something. She believes something. Even when other people have told her to leave it alone, she didn't, and it's going to pay off. You know, they say it's a lost cause. It's not a lost cause. She didn't write it off, and sh it's going to build her faith. And I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. Too bad somebody else can't go tell her about that. You know what I mean? You know, you, you know, but we have this like, well, what if that's just my imagination? Or what if I'm just thinking that? Like, wow. But it goes back to like, do you find yourself randomly excited about the potential of somebody else's life? Do you feel randomly inspired and about the hopeful forecast of a complete stranger's future? Hey, do you think it's a coincidence that you've asked the Lord to give you something as a messenger to give to someone else? Well, box letter A checks, box letter B checks, box letter C. I've done this hundreds of times. That's, a, that's another thing. And, and you're still having to check the boxes. That's, what I'm, that's the point that I'm making, you know what I mean? It's like, you think if you ask God for something good, he might have given you something good for somebody else. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. This whole thing's spiritual, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. So let's, take, let's, give, it a, let's give it a crack and let's see what happens. Amen. And boom, somebody gets hit. Yeah. yeah. You see what the carnal mind does with the things of the Spirit, with the things of God. So often. To which Jesus is making an analogy, and we're all sitting there laughing with him, like, yeah, you think your dad would, you know, throw a scorpion on your plate for, for some, you know, hard-boiled Easter eggs? You know, it's like, well, you know, you want to have an Easter egg hunt and have, let the kids open up one? One of them has a scorpion. It's going to be great. One of them's going to get real scared. You know what I mean? That's something so messed up. We think, like, ha, 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 that's so funny. Like, Jesus made that joke, not me. Y'all laughing at me, but he made that statement. It's like, oh, this preacher's kind of immature. Like, yeah, whatever. He made it. He said that. I'm just the messenger. I'm just the, the second-hand guy. But, you know, he said that, but it's, it's supposed to be like, ha, ha of course not. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah, it is ridiculous. Hey, look at this guy that's, got, that's mute. Guess what? He's not mute. That's a demon that's mute. And his time is up. Because mute is what? Somebody that can't communicate. They can't speak. You know what I mean? Possibly couldn't hear. Possibly autistic. You know, I don't know what it was, but he was non-speaking. And guess what? He was freed to communicate. Hallelujah. And guess what prayer is? Hey, Jesus, would you teach us prayer? Yeah, it's communication. Our Father who art in heaven. First things first. Our Father in heaven, so we're talking to him, and he talks and he hears. And we don't have a telephone, so he can hear us from heaven, and we can hear him from earth. And we're not in the tabernacle or the temple or the holy place or the holy of holies, or, you know, we haven't been through the... It's like, yeah, 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 communication is back. The enemies tried to steal it. Oh, hallowed be your name. Separate from everything. Hallowed means separated from everything that's been attributed to it. Well, you know, if you leave those things open, then the Lord might give you something else. 
or he might give you some bad disease so that you can walk in faith. You know, it's like, oh, you know, we, we have all these demonic things and it's just like, no, 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 no. Hallowed, separate from all of that garbage that's never supposed to have been on him or attributed to his will. His will is let there be light. Pretty sure we sang that today, yeah. His will is forgive them. They don't even know. I don't even care. They don't know. Who don't know? Them Pharisees that are calling for you to die? The Roman soldiers that just beat you up? Because they haven't repented yet. Why should forgive them? Well, they haven't asked. They haven't asked. Duh. So yeah, this isn't duh. Like, this isn't human. This is my filial covenant. It's not a contract. It doesn't depend on them. It depends on me. And I forgive them they, because of their ignorance. They, they don't know who I am. And I've done that on purpose so that they will know who I am. And connection will be your side. Give us this day our daily bread. The third, the third line there. Give us, let the communication come back. Let the relationship come back. Yeah. That's it, man. That is it. Let us walk in the forgiveness of your covenant. We, we, we commit to forgiving all those who've sinned against us. And lead us. Not just intimidation, but lead us in the right path. Because sometimes he leads you into a dark place just so he can make a... You know what I mean? It's like, no, man. Even in the shadow, the valley of the shadow of death, his staff is there. He covers us. There's always safety and light in him. He's coming against the mentality of who God is by manifesting who God is and teaching prayer. And then, hey, yeah, teach pray. You know what? It's kind of like this. You ever knock on your neighbor's door and you ask them, hey, I'm, I'm short of some bread and I've got some... Like, even if your neighbor, he's your neighbor, even if he's in bed, if you're consistent, you know what I'm saying? But this is something different you're asking God. This is something God is actually wanting to feed them. Amen. You know? It's like, even if you... Do you have a father that would do this? Because, of course, he wouldn't give you a, a rock if you asked for bread. He's going to give you bread. So why be surprised when you get bread when you've asked for bread? Why be afraid to ask for bread thinking, oh, he might throw a rock at me? You know what I mean? It's because your mind has been, been twisted by the knowledge of good and evil. To see God as bipolar, as both good and evil, and you don't know good cops going to come or bad cops going to come to the door. It's not real. And it leaves us ineffective. But being effective is realizing that it's actually not about us, that God is good. That God is love. That he has loosed the tongue. That he has cast out darkness. And that we're not working to be accepted. We're actually already in him. We're not looking to be covered, to be filled, or to be satisfied. We're operating from a place of being filled by him. And we're looking to be, to release. Because by releasing, we're filled even there. We grow even there. All right. Amen. Yeah, I think, that, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Ask the Lord for bread for your neighbors, for the travelers, for the traveler that's going on his journey. You know, it's not a, it's not a recruiting thing. You know, it's not like, well, we got, it's not, you're not, we're not trying to, air quotes, build the church. Well, then invite them to your church. Make sure you invite them to the church and put the Hoff sign in your yard. 
going to have some of those made next week, okay? You know, no, I'm just kidding. Nothing against those. Nothing against those. I'm just saying. It's, it's not about that. It's about living this life. You feel? You know? It's about living this life. I do think this, should, this place should be ten times bigger than it is. I think that. I believe it. And, 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 and yeah. So I'm not anti what I'm saying. I'm not raging against the machine. The machine rages against the light. But anyhow, what I am saying is like this, this becomes our life and we become filled with the bread of heaven. It's, it's true. Ask the Lord, would you, would you drop, drop a message for me? Would you, would you drop some bread for me to drop off today? And then just see when it happens. And when it happens, it'll be like somebody's tugging on your shirt. Yeah. Like, hey, look at this. Look at what? No, it couldn't be. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So that's the assignment. Maybe we'll have an assignment. No. It's a good idea. It's exhilarating. Well, Lord, we thank you for your word, which is true. And that God has been manifested us to us as light and truth. And that your spirit leads us in truth. And Lord, I ask that you would make us all messengers. Even, even the, the partners of your messengers, the angelic winds, your ministers, your people, the flames of fire. That spread, that partner with that which is of heaven. In releasing the word of the Lord and the light of the Lord in every circle and every place we find ourselves. I ask that there would be no stagnancy, that the river of life would flow freely from all of who hear my voice, even in this message. That even the inspiration of your spirit leading us into truth to walk in the ways of this life, that this is the way of life, you know, knowing you and releasing you, growing in you. We thank you, Lord. Amen.